0: Come in. Hey, Dad. What's wrong, bud? Well, you know, my friends and I are making a podcast right now. Yeah, okay. But we really want to reach a lot of people. And? We are really struggling to find the right platform to launch ours with. I know you and your friends decided to go with anger.fm. Well, it is free. Yeah, I know. They have creation tools that let you record and edit your episodes right from your phone or computer. I know, but how did you get all those other places to put your show on? That's because Anchor.fm helps you easily distribute your podcast on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, and more. Wait, they do all that for you? For free? With no listener minimum, you can't go wrong with Anchor.fm. It's everything you need to make a podcast. All in one place. Wow, thanks, Dad. Just make sure you go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Hello, and welcome to the Wicked Things Podcast. Today's story is called Small Town Terrors. Locals have always gathered at the little roadside diner to share a cup of delicious coffee and usually some small town gossip. But there is something very different in the tales being shared today. An old school bus moves through the cool autumn night streets of Port St. John, Florida. The oddity of the image of a bus running through the small town at midnight drew no attention of the slumbering residents. This holds true in most small towns across Florida. The jarring of the bus's crossing of the Fay Boulevard railroad tracks woke Nancy. She felt dizzy and out of sorts as she forced her eyes open. She examined her restraints and took in her surroundings, and realized she was not the only adult on the bus, a bus she has no recollection of ever entering. Nancy tries to focus her mind of the day's events through the haziness that continues to linger. When Kevin, her son, arrived at home from the school bus, he told her that the bus driver was waiting to speak to her. Nancy asked Kevin, What does he want? Kevin just shrugged and blew her off as he had always done. Nancy opened the front door and greeted an upset, middle-aged bus driver. Can I help you? She asked. Yeah. You can, the bus driver responded. Nancy recoiled at his tone and body language. You can do something about that little punk of yours, the bus driver gestured towards the front room window. Nancy turned just in time to see Kevin flipping off the bus driver. She turned back to the driver. He's a teenaged boy. What do you want me to do? Are you kidding me? Spank him! A little discipline would go a long way, the bus driver demanded. "'Don't tell me how to raise my child!' Nancy was angry at the audacity of the driver to question her parenting style. Nancy slammed the front door against the driver's face and yelled for Kevin to get downstairs. But as usual, she knew she would have to go upstairs to his room to get him. Nancy stormed up the step and across the second-story landing to her son's room. It was as she expected. Kevin was blasting his music and would never have heard her previous demand for his full attention.' Nancy balled up her fist and hammered on the door. Kevin, open the door now. What do you want? Kevin responded with disinterest. Open this door or I will have your father take it off the hinges when he gets home, she demanded. The door flew open and Kevin carried a look of disgust and disrespect. What? Nancy glared at her rude teen. You want to tell me what you did this time? The driver was more pissed off than before. No. Kevin slammed the door in Nancy's face. Nancy was furious, and her thoughts turned to take the door off the hinges herself. Nancy stormed down the steps and turned to the utility room door. She then flung open the door and grabbed a claw hammer and smiled. Okay, Kevin, you asked for it. She turned around in time to see a shadow come from her left-hand side. Then she recalled nothing. Just darkness. Nancy noticed another person awakening, a man in a T-shirt and jeans. Hey, hey, Mister, back here. The man stirred. Where? We're on a school bus. Nancy whispered, "Do you remember how we got here?" The man sat upright and shook his head. The last thing I remember was talking to my daughter's bus driver. Who's your daughter? Nancy asked as she tried to piece things together. Jennifer Horace, he began. Jen, that's Kevin's girlfriend. The man turned to face Nancy. You're Kevin's mother? The bus turned off the road and barreled through a series of back roads. Hey, what's going on here? Jen's father demanded to the bus driver. The bus driver looked up to his mirror and shook his head. Why are we here? Jen's father declared. The bus driver turned on the interior lights, pointed to the sign that stated, No talking when light is on, and chuckled. Jen's father pulled at his restraints. Are you sure you want to anger him? Nancy begged Jen's father. The bus driver slammed on the brakes and unbuckled himself. Good. Now I got your attention. Now let us go, he demanded. The driver scowled and made his way to Jen's father. When the lights are on, your mouth goes shut, screamed the driver, as he raised a lug wrench into the air and brought it crashing down again and again on the man's head and neck and shoulders. Please stop, Nancy cried out as she watched the driver beat the man unconscious. The driver turned to Nancy, covered in the gore that erupted from the victim during the assault. He raised his brain-matter-covered finger in front of his mouth and shushed her. The lights are on. Tears streamed down her face as an outward expression of the terror she felt and tried to bury. The driver smiled and returned to his seat. The bus lurched forward and once again continued its way through the visible back roads. Nancy listened to the overhead tree branches scrape their long, serrated talons against the roof of the school bus. She jumped at the loud banging of low-hanging limbs smashing against the sides of the bus. The bus slowed and faced a large, worn, metal cattle gate with a sun-bleached trespassing warning hanging on it. Nancy watched as the driver flashed the bus's lights. After the gate swung open and then closed behind the bus's advance, The bus pulled up in front of an elderly Airstream-style mobile home trailer. The driver exited and called out, Okay, we're here. Give me a hand with them. Nancy watched in terror as many robed figures exited the Airstream. They entered the bus and removed each of the parents, including Nancy. Who are you? she begged. They placed each parent face down on the ground as they stood above in judgment. Nancy cried and begged for her life. The robed figures laughed. The driver came forward and looked at Nancy. Why would we listen to you if you never listened to us about your damned kids? Great confusion assaulted Nancy as she tried to make sense of all of this. I don't think we need the robes anymore, stated one figure, which revealed himself to be the high school principal. Nancy, the head of the PTA, watched as teacher after teacher revealed themselves to her, Nancy realized the high school teachers who had asked her time and time again to do something about her son surrounded them. The color left Nancy's face. "'I can see by the look on your face. They need no introductions,' said the principal. The principal kneeled down next to Nancy. "'I can see by the look on your face you're confused, but this could not be simpler. You have failed your child, and for the greater good—' You are the reason your child continues to act out. So, they must purge you from the gene pool. Nancy shook her head in disbelief. You're kidding, right? No, my dear. We have never been more serious in our lives. We have to be the parents you and the rest never would. We will not see another generation of disrespectful and ignorant children become a burden to society. At that instance, Nancy watches as the high school football coach smashes in Jennifer's father's head with a tire iron until the brain matter explodes from his head, raining down on all present. The principal gagged Nancy as she screamed out for help. All you had to do was correct your child. A little physical discipline would have made this all go away. But your weak parenting resulted in his friends getting away with the same actions, and we can no longer tolerate any more disruptions. Nancy cries and gags as she watches the bus driver start a pit fire, which turns to the conflagration with the addition of gasoline. Nancy shakes her head and struggles against the mob of teachers. They carry her to the edge of the pit. The principal steps forward again, as each of the unconscious of dead bodies of the parents gets tossed into the fire like trash. Nancy, as Kevin's mother and the person responsible for the children's behavior, we declare you guilty and condemn you to burn. Before Nancy could say another word, they cast her into the center of the blaze. Now the children. The driver nodded and returned to the bus. That's it for today. Come back later for the next episode of Small Town Terrors or to check out one of our other tales. Until then this is the Wicked Things Podcast signing off.